0: All right, my guest today, Dale, um, is a retired counselor uh, and a chef, and he's now become a podcaster and um, he has his own website. And as you'll hear from from kind of his value and his, his viewpoint, um, as well as some of his work, he has a strong belief that we in America, particularly, but really around the world, are forgetting our history. We're forgetting, you know, the things we've learned throughout human history, the patterns. Uh, some of the flaws of human behavior and human nature and because of that we're kind of dooming our future and if you take it a step further um so dale is conservative um as he admits he's he's a devout christian and he's an older white male so you see somebody like that you kind of hear these words we need to get back to our history conservatism devout christianity um white male and you feel like okay i i I got it (laughs) i know what i'm dealing with here Um, And listen, there are some things that are true based on that profile or persona that you probably could assume about Dale or other people like him. But I don't like making those assumptions of, you know, okay, I know exactly who this person is now. I know what they think and why they think what they think. I find it much more interesting and productive to actually have the conversations and ask them and try and understand who they are, why they think what they think, what their beliefs are, etc. Not only is it more interesting, but I also find that it gives us a much better chance to get the better outcomes, even with people that maybe we don't see the world the same as. So that's exactly what I did with Dale today. We had a conversation about his beliefs, what he thinks he's learned from history, what mistakes he thinks we're making in America, what are some of the issues he sees around, and really trying to dig underneath and understand the why behind them um, pressure test them a little bit we talked about um, some of the biases that might come in we talked about humility and how important that is but also some of the dangers and the fears that he sees Um, so with that let's get into the conversation with dale
1: okay answer the first question is what's the value and the value is history and history the culture that forgets its history has no future Mm, mm, mm. so i believe we're forgetting our history It's the reason I'm getting out there with with stuff that happened back in the day and it's repeating itself and causing us problems today or not. But most of them I write on the the issues, not the issues of of the headlines, the issues of the headlines 100 years ago, 200 years ago, 300 years ago, and how they keep repeating themselves over and over and over. An example I usually use is the income tax when it was first started in 1913 by President Woodrow Wilson, the statement was, it's only going to affect the rich, but it'll never go above 7%, and you're safe. And we know what happened. History came back and bit us on the fanny with, it'll never go any higher than such and such, whatever they're saying these days, and it will only affect the rich. Hmm. Back then, the rich was 000, three hundred plus $3,000 a year you were considered to be wealthy nineteen thirteen when President Wilson was in office.
0: So is it there, is it is the is the history the value of it in that like are you really getting at human nature? Like history is proof to us of aspects of human nature, those patterns that you say, you know, we see and it's really teaching us about ourselves. Is that kind of is that a fair way to phrase that's it? That's my guess. That
1: that's that's my goal is okay. to educate people, my listeners to what's happening today. Based on what happened, whenever, how many years ago it was, I've gone back as close as the ancient Greeks. Mm. And some of my, uh, like when I did the one on climate, climate change, I started with the Greeks because they were talking about it back then. Yep, and we're still talking about it now. So it could go back even before newspapers were around, two thousand years ago.
0: Well, and that's it, right? So that's those those patterns. Like in, yes. in some ways, what what it is that you see is you see human nature and our flaws, I guess, right? Like what, what right. So what is there? What is the what are the flaws that are causing these patterns that are causing when you look back two thousand years the same issues over and over again? What is what is at the root of it, as far as you can tell?
1: I don't know. I can uh, maybe flavor it a little differently. I might build the main cause of it is we've been Programmed, we're being programmed, we've been programmed to uh, react a certain way to certain stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we're being, and that's been going on since time immemorial. The, the upper, I hate to use the term upper class, but the, governing, the governance of various countries and cultures and empires and all that through history and up to today. It programs their people to react to certain things, mm. whether it's taxes or because or, we Rome had, well, we had taxes. Uh, judicial problems, which we have a innumerable idea podcast podcasts on, on the judicial system and how bad it was. I went back and looked at what it was like during the uh, Revolutionary War time time frame, not the Revolutionary War itself, but that time frame, mm. the beginning of our country to look at what went on in the judicial system and what's going on now there isn't that much difference
0: mm.
1: is, we there have better a, ways.
0: is there ever a time period that you've seen where like have we ever gotten it right as humans have we ever had a period where you feel like okay we we looked at it the right way we understood ourselves the right way we were able to actually be at the level we should be
1: reach what we no, should be? i have not found any of that mm. all my research i keep finding the repeating the the, the uh uh, molding of people to believe into a certain belief system uh, to react to the news so that they as, remain in control no matter which party it is in, in America today it doesn't matter if it's a Republican or a Democrat they both want to be in um, yes, sir. control, I, I
0: they want to I be mean, in charge
1: and they'll do whatever they have to
0: do. Yeah. And I guess if, it, if you go back to what's the root of that, that's where I think part of the reason I do this show, what I find interesting is thinking about human nature in that way. And it, it sounds mm-hmm. like to some extent the root of it is power. Like we, we like yep. power. We want power as humans. Um, we mm-hmm. seek that. And in some ways what you're trying to teach people by looking at history is, look, we, we can't help but go after power in that way. <laughs> so those oh, yeah. that are in power, we have to be skeptical perhaps. We have to be ready to challenge. What is the next step of that? Like, if people were to learn about history more, what is it you think we could do? Is it that? Is it question more? Is it hold people accountable more? What would it look like?
1: Hold more, more people accountable, not just the governors and the states and the, and the president and all the way down. It's not just holding them accountable, but holding ourselves accountable for our behavior mm. and how we're able to allow this to happen to us. They're going back into Nazi Germany in the early days of the Nazi party in the 1920s. It actually started... 1929. Didn't happen in 1933 when Hitler assumed power. It started in 1929 when they started programming the people to hate. Because it's the proven scientific fact that it's easier to get people to hate than it is to get them to love. Hmm. And Russia's done it. Russia actually has, Hitler killed six million people. Actually more than that. Uh Not Putin. He's killed him much anyway, but mm. uh, Joseph Stalin killed more than Hitler did of his own people. Twenty million in a, in the Ukraine. And there's a good example again in the U- Ukraine. He had a planned famine that killed. I don't know the exact number, but it was a large number of people who died of starvation because it was being disciplined by Stalin for an insurrection. Mm.
0: So is the Uh, the thought that like right now we're seeing that pattern play, I guess let's just put it out there. Let's put it as, as you see it. Um, What is the repeat of that in this country right now? Is it from a political perspective? Is that how to look at it? Is it a left, you know, is doing this or the right is doing that? Or how do you see that pattern playing out now that's called you to action? Like what are the specifics that you, you feel like you're seeing?
1: Well, probably the action was in high school. I got interested in history and I got, then I ended up working through my whole life and I retired in 2015 I spent the next, let's see, I started my podcast in 2000, no, not in 2020 is when I started the podcast, but I spent from 2015 to, 2000, to, to 2020 writing scenarios of what I wanted to do. I was going to do a blog at first, and I was, the problem is nobody was reading it. Hmm. And that's when I got into blogging, uh, podcasting, because now I've got a. Fair following. It's not the greatest in the world. You know, I'm not viral or anything, but I'm doing the best I can do to get the, make the message out that we don't have to behave the way the government wants us to.
0: So is it... To, corporations. To, to that, Dale, is it like, it's in the current moment, is it the current administration? Is it the government in general? I think you government mentioned it before. It doesn't matter if it's yeah. Democrat, Republican, it's just... It doesn't matter you know, who's in charge. Okay.
1: Right now, we got... The democrats in charge the liberal progressives in charge and, and uh, biden is trying to raise taxes he's you know they, they keep saying he weaponized the fbi and with it over his son and stuff i don't know i just know what's on the news i don't trust the newscasters anyway so i don't pay much attention to them and i don't care if it's fox news or cnn i don't trust them mm-hmm.
0: yeah so what is it you'd want to see? What what, what How should the country function? How should we, we set up? How should we fix this problem?
1: 1776, George Washington's administration, the first or second one, doesn't matter. He, he was able to run the country from scratch. He, all, everything Washington did was new. But he only had four cabinet members. And they thought, we, we don't need many more now. We need a couple more, but we don't need them. We don't need, we don't need the bureaucracy that we have. There are multiple agencies that are duplicating the opposite of uh, duplicating the uh, efforts of another department, or or not department, but agency or, or commission. Or, you know, like the FBI is a part of the Justice yes. Department, and we True. got the CIA. And then we got the Department of Defense has their own police force. The Post Office has their own police force. What do we need this much? The Department of Education that Jimmy Carter bodied to being was the most, re- is absolutely unconstitutional because the states have the right to the education. And that's happened in many cases. Right, mm-hmm. Homeland Security after 9 11, that was set up to mollify the people, and it's gotten totally out of control. Mm-hmm. The border situation. Goes way back. I can remember talking about the border situation when I was a child back in the 50s and 60s that the, the aliens, the indigenous, the Mexicans, and the other South American countries were coming over. Now we got them coming in from all over the world in that southern border because it's not being taken care of. And no president's taking care of it.
0: So the view is that simplicity, is it that if, if you yes. just need to be simpler, I, I guess I get that, I get that point. Let's try and unpack that though of like, all right, okay. if, that's, there's a general sense that like, yeah, things shouldn't be so bureaucratic, things should be simpler, yet mm. they're not. Why mm. do we think they're not? It, it could either be deliberate and maybe it's to some extent what you're saying that it's deli- it's deliberately set up this way because that allows people to take more advantage. That's possibly true. It's also possible that we have evolved to use that phrase loosely to to get to being this way, to, to having it, to having it be this way, because maybe there's function to it. Maybe even though it seems bureaucratic, it's, it's the best we can offer, or just trying to solve all the problems. am not saying that's necessarily true, but like, if we believe simplicity is the issue, we have to understand why simplicity hasn't won out already. I guess what's your take on that?
1: What my take on that is it's real simple. The uh, bureaucrats, are duplicating the efforts of other bureaucrats. So if you can eliminate a whole bunch of them, you could free up a lot of money for other purposes. You could lower so the taxes. You do a lot of things. It's and,
0: deliberate. It's somewhat deliberate.
1: But it's somewhat some of it's accidental. You know, this agency sets up a a commission to investigate something or to do something. Like the EPA is a good example. You know, and there's mm. other departments, and I'm not going sure the acronym for their names, but they're doing the same thing as the EPA is doing.
0: Hmm.
1: There's, I, I've seen the numbers, there's just a phenomenal amount of government waste on these duplication of services.
0: Yeah, I, I, I get it. It makes you wonder, is it possible? Is it possible for the government of something this large and complicated as America to run in a more streamlined, effective way? Or is this just, again, the, the nature that it has to be? Like, there's obviously bad in it. There seems to be yeah. issues, but we can't get around it.
1: I, I don't believe that at all. I believe that we can go back, we can get start getting rid of, when we get somebody in there that, in the office, who's willing to take the political heat for doing what they need to know that they know to be done. Yeah, uh, a good example is the um, Department of Education, hmm. TSA, or not TSA, but Homeland Security, Uh and several, like, I can't think of them off the top of my head, but there's, we can totally just eliminate them. Just Yeah, the career bureaucrats will be out of a job, but you can't file them anyway, except you can't file them, they live there until they retire or die. In yeah. south, and, and and as a part of openness here my son works for the commerce department okay so he's a bureaucrat oh <laughs> um,
0: yeah
1: doesn't it doesn't it get to like there's nothing that can go away too as a commerce department but commerce we need but we don't need every department that's in there
0: well it becomes like i would imagine there's somebody listening or somebody could be involved in this conversation and they could say you know it, it gets subjective though, like so. To, to, yes. Just to make it up, right? The elimination of the home, the Department of Homeland Security. Somebody could say, Yeah, it makes perfect sense, we don't need that, it's covered by other areas, whatever. But I'm sure somebody can make an argument that says, Yeah, but people are better protected in some way. Yeah, there's negatives to it, it does add problems. And I think sometimes there's a viewpoint that, um, we should err on the side of, of quote unquote helping people. I'm not again, I'm not saying it's right, but we should err on the side of helping people. And if we make another committee and it, it's going to help some people, then yeah, it's okay if we deal with the noise on the back end and the bureaucracy and all the inefficiencies, but we're doing the right thing. I'm not saying that's right, but it sounds like you would say no, like that's too idealistic. Is that view too yes. idealistic? Is that the I issue? also
1: say that, or um, well, I had it in my brain when yeah. you were talking, that homeland security, and I was just going to use the example of where you're at it outside of New York City.
0: Yep.
1: I'm been any better since 2012 when they set up by online security. Mm. Mm. Hijacking has gone down a little. We don't hear about all of them. Yeah. So you know it's, the crime it's... rate in Chicago, the crime rate hasn't changed. It's gone up, I should say. It has changed. It's gone way up. Detroit, Chicago, Los Angeles, Denver. Our crime rate is up here in Denver too. So TSA is not doing anything for us. security is not doing anything for us. So what gives you
0: optimism? Like what gives you enough optimism to care enough to get involved in it? Because like on the one hand, you look at it and say, you've looked throughout history. You can't find a time where we necessarily got it right as humans. You still Mm -hmm. see all the issues we have today and all the challenges and the reasons for it. Why not? I'm not saying you should, but why not take the view of like, this is just humanity. This is just what we are. Let me just kind of be along for the ride.
1: My faith plays a big role in it. uh I have a uh propensity to help people, mm. just service work we call it in my church. I do that. I've had some help on the way getting up, and it gives me my optimism. Mm. my belief in my in it in, in the in, in my faith gives me that. It gives me the optimism to know we can do what we need to do. However, you got to find the right person at the right time.
0: Hmm.
1: You know, Reagan was a good example. He was the right person at the right time for what he did, and he screwed up too. He wasn't perfect. Nobody is. However, he did a lot of good. Since then, there's not one that I can see president's done a whole lot of good for. Him just keep repeating the same thing. You know, you got the Republicans in charge and they raise the taxes. You get the Democrats in charge, they raise the taxes. You know, and the corruption in in the halls of Congress are just incredible. Good example again is the corruption of the government is the United Nations.
0: Hmm.
1: It's one of the most corrupt organizations on the planet Earth.
0: Well, it's it's a funny phrase because I think about that often United Nations you can talk about all different governments agencies institutions of how corrupt they are and and yeah. I, I think I'm taking a view doing this show kind of where I've been at That like we say those words but really all we're saying is like humans are corrupt it's just that over and over again yes. it doesn't matter the institution it doesn't matter the group we're, just humans are corrupt and that's where
1: Absolutely.
0: right like that seems to yes. be the, the view of it and that's where I wonder like I, I keep thinking humility has a part to play in this because yeah, if we can all acknowledge that, that like, hey, we're all corrupted. Almost, you mentioned faith, right? The original yeah. sin concept, the idea that okay. there is corruption in us inherently, Yes. that seems to be the answer. How do you think about that? How big of a, how big is humility? I think hand?
1: you're right. Humility would play a whole big role in uh, being humble. I think it would play a big role in changing things. And again, it starts at the top. Mm-hmm. comes down. you know there's no fr- there's an old phrase that I like to use a lot is um, the the philosophy of the classroom in one generation will be the philosophy of the government in the next generation. Mm-hmm. So we need to educate our kids better than what we're doing now with all the nonsense that's going on with. Them woke and, and CRT and all that other nonsense that's going on. We need to teach our kids reading, writing, and arithmetic. We need to teach them that trade schools are as good as colleges, because not everybody's college material. Trade schools will be better for them, but they get, they're getting so pressured to go to college, and with the government handling all the loans for college, it's just wide open for corruption. Hmm. If they won't guaranteed all that money, the college price the tuition would come down because there'd be competition. Mm. Right now there's no competition.
0: Yeah. It's, Pure interesting. <clears throat> it's interesting coming off of that humility word. And I say this just, hopefully you know by now, I, I, I love exploring. I love trying to understand it and getting to better things. That's so fine, yeah. I don't claim to have the answers. It's just, the, I think the interesting okay. questions. Off of that humility point, which I think you and I both agree how important it is, yeah. as you then talk about the issues and I'm not suggesting you're right, wrong or indifferent, but like okay. the CRT, the woke movement, there's like, there seemed to be, and correct me, like a bit of emotion in that, right? Of like, you know, that stuff is is dangerous. And we could talk about that for sure. Yeah. But I wonder, again, not suggesting you're wrong, but when I think of humility, it's just, it's not allowing that emotion and that like, that conviction to take over to say it in that way. I may be way misinterpreting into what you just said, but I'm just curious, yeah. like, how do you think about that? How humility yeah, comes I, into that piece? I see
1: what you're like. saying. Humility to me is more than just being, uh, a footstool or faceman. Right, yep. You know, you have to stand up for what you believe in. And you have to be sincere. And humility is you don't try to take over. Mm-hmm. You don't try to go with the crowd, but you don't try to take over from from the people that are running things by force or, or subterfuge or whatever means you want to use. If Things go that way, and you end up in the readership position. That's a different proposition. And that comes from being, humi- being humble and saying, This is what I believe. This is the way I believe it. And accept the fact that somebody's going to disagree with you. Mm. And say, Okay, you have that right. I understand. We can just uh, disagree on this. Yep. Yep. That's being humble.
0: Yeah. I wonder how often, though, this comes up a lot on this show, like the things you've been saying throughout the show, which I, I think there's so much. They they make a lot of sense. Some of the aspects of how the patterns of human nature and power and how we need to be somewhat skeptical of of leadership and authority. I can imagine there's people listening. They're like, yeah, I agree with that. And then go to the next step to say that's why perhaps some of the social issues are things that you don't agree with. They feel they're necessary. They feel like they need to kind of buck the system. They feel like they need to drive change very much in the spirit of what you're saying. I know at some point it comes down to like a value system or fundamental beliefs on certain of these topics. Faith comes into it. It's very complicated, but um, do you, do you see that? Like, is there any empathy for that to say, like, they they may be looking at it just the way I am. They just have a slightly different perspective on it.
1: Yes, I do have empathy for them. And I, um, because I understand them. They have a, they've got a driving need to what they see to improve things as they see as being dishonest,
0: Hmm.
1: or abusive, or prejudicial, or something like that. And they're trying to rectify that. You know the stereotypes of LGBT, I can't do the numbers, but the gay movement. Okay? I sympathize with them. I understand, I don't sympathize but I empathize with them. I understand that they've been put down, they've been abused, they've been crucified. And they need to they wanna do things to rectify it. And that's okay with me. But I believe some of them are going too far. Okay, that's my that's my whole thing right there is they're going they're pushing it too hard, too fast, too hard, too far. Mm-hmm. Going too. Um you know, I mentioned CRT and the woke thing, you know? That's pushing it too fast, too hard. Americans are not gonna react to that, you know, when uh, positively towards the past movement of ch- Americans accept change slowly and all humans accept change slowly. No human I know of that I've ever met like to change things. And when things are forced upon them to change, they react. They don't act, yeah. they react.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like that you you're speaking of it of of there's some people perhaps that went too far. I think that gets back to the human nature we spoke about earlier, right? People are people at the end of the day. And when yeah. there's opportunities for power or different dynamics, people are going to do different things. And I just think, and I, and I don't say this to claim a, a solution or a conclusion or judgment or anything in that. To me, there's something perhaps beautiful in the irony of it, perhaps not, perhaps ugly in the irony of it. But like as you're explaining that, there's something in it where it's like, you know, Americans don't like change. And I get that most people don't like change. And there's a comfort to it. And I don't think you say that from a place of like, hatred or anger or vitriol or anything like that. Right? I I get that. But there are people arguably who are suffering in some ways, and they feel like, I wish I could have the luxury to wait for this change to take effect. But I'm the one suffering, I need to do something right. Right. And that's the part where it's like, there's so many similarities. There's so many overlaps. Too. At the end of the day, people just don't want to see humans suffer, I think, is at no. the root of it, if they don't have to, right? If there's no unnecessary right. suffering, has to be there. So not so much a question there, but just, you know, as you say that, that's what comes to mind.
1: You know, uh, I have no animosity towards anybody. I have no anger towards any group. Whereas I have some resentments for some groups. I don't have any hatred or anger. But that is not my part of who I am, to be you know, uh, my sister was gay. So uh, I understand them very well. I have no anger at any group. What I do have is some frustrations about some of the programs they're putting forth, Uh, CRT for one, Uh, this thing about reparations.
0: Can I ask, can I ask, And I ask, again, completely genuinely, because I get it. It's a super complex, nuanced issue. It is. The the view you have on it, less the view, right? Although explain it as best as needed. The the conviction of it, again, it's one of those where and I'm not judging it. I could hear the emotion in your voice as you talk about mm-hmm. it. And I it's, I can tell from this conversation, you're, you're a thoughtful person. You do think about these things. Where does that come? Even if you came out on the end that said, you know, I think CRT is wrong. I think reparations isn't something that's necessary. What's there's almost fear in it to some extent. What's at the root of that? You think?
1: Oh, I don't think there's any fear in it. I don't fear. Well, I do fear for our country. Let me put it that way. I okay. do fear that our country's slowly sinking after two hundred years, which is not unusual for a civilization. What you know, last lasted two thousand years, but they too went by the wayside. The Greeks, the Romans, uh, Mesopotamians, the Mesopotamians, the whole bunch of them, they've all come and gone. The Aztecs, and the, here in, in North America, and the Mayans. So all civilizations eventually collapse. But I'm afraid that our country is going to do that, and I don't see the necessity of it. I don't see the reason for us to collapse when we've got so much going for us in this country. We've got some incredibly beautiful people in this country, sure. thousands, millions of them, who have a right to, to the constitutional, God given rights in the Constitution. And they don't need to be discriminated against. They don't need to be bullied. They don't need to be shot. They don't need to be beaten. They need to have their rights guaranteed and accepted. Uh, and the rest of us need to accept that. There are racists out there. There are bigots out there. The whole hate-hate mongers out there. And I hope they change. I pray for them. But they need their rights. And part of what I'm doing is attempting to say that. You have rights given to you under the Constitution of the United States. And you're entitled to them, all of them. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, which was not the original phrasing. Hmm. So I have no fear. I, I do fear our government though. Yeah. And I don't care if there's one Reagan in the office, but what's his name? Biden. I I don't trust our government. They've been lying to us forever. George Washington lied to us. Oh. You know, every president and every administration has had their own things that they were not truthful about. The point now being, it is it's getting to the point it's harmful to our country more than the normal, hmm. more than what it was in George Washington times. It didn't hurt the country as bad when George Washington lied. Yeah. Now, when they lied to us, we find out faster. And the consequences to us is they go deeper. Hmm. They hide the stuff yeah. deep.
0: So maybe, maybe last question Del, on this and I think, well, let me just ask it and then we'll see where we go with it. Like there's a, there's a view of it, which says, um, if, if, the issue is like right now, our government is doing something. They're infringing upon people are going too far. They're doing things they shouldn't be doing, which has led right. you in this case to take action and to speak out and right. to kind of speak your mind in exactly the way you're saying, not from a hateful perspective in an open-minded, let's try and figure this out and get to a better place, right? So that's, that's the approach being took. You've been compelled to take that action. Somebody could ask the question and there may be a very good answer to it. And that's why I ask it. You know, why now though? Is it only because now it's kind of, it's it's putting you're feeling the risk and the fear of the government whereas maybe 100 years ago it was a different group that felt that fear and 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 you may not have or 50 years ago whatever mm-hmm. somebody could say it's it's somewhat self-serving it's because now there's it's it feels like a threat to you and and your family etc i'm not saying that's the case i think that's where we go wrong as a society is when somebody just assumes that about you so i don't i'm not I'm never going to assume that but how do you think about that
1: I fear not, My age, I don't have that long to go. Hmm. So, realistically, I maybe have 20 years, 73. So I may have 20 years. I come from a very long-lived family, uh, genetic, so I could have 20 years. Rather. Hopefully. My sons have children. And that's what I'm afraid for is my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren. That they don't enjoy the freedoms that we enjoy now.
0: But can I ask on that, because I think that's the heart of it. I, I, that's yeah. beautiful. That's a beautiful sentiment. Do you feel the same way? And I'm, I'll ask this as much to myself or anybody listening. When you think about somebody, some other family's grandchild, you know, who perhaps was gay or, or a yeah. person of color or something like that, who suffered, you know, 100 years ago, whatever, is it the same sensation of, I can't tolerate that either, just the same as you don't want to tolerate it for your grandkids? Is it that and should it be that same sensation? I don't know. Like, how do you think about that?
1: oh I, I i not just my grandchildren everybody's grandchildren and great grandchildren and children with and, and i don't give a whit but if it's blue black brown or white i don't care i'm not colorblind however i see that you know people say well i'm colorblind you're yeah, yeah. but i'm not i see i mean i've got the several african american here in the facility where I live in an uh, independent living facility, and we get along, all of us. It's an old age community, but we get along for the most part. Then we have little squabbles here and there, but they're over and done within a few hours. The people they make up. So I know humans can do it. We do it right here, in this little community of only it's about 115 of us here. We get along. Yeah. Of all colors, creeds, national origins. You know, we've got a German lady here, we've got African Americans, we've got Native Americans, we've got the whole gambit.
0: We've yeah. got
1: gays, we've got straights, we've got, you know. So I know humans can do it, given the right circumstances, can get along and solve the issues that needs to be solved.
0: Yeah. I and hope you no- I hope you're right. I I do think that I think a lot of the things we've been talking about here are critical to it. I think that humility piece, I think it can be tough to truly understand somebody else's perspective. So just like before we said, like, we should just assume we're going to, you know, chase power and we're going to be corrupt and we're going to do those things. Um, I think a similar assumption about we should assume that we struggle to understand somebody else's perspective. And it's natural for us to feel fear for us or our tribe or our family, and then project that out on the world that it's a bigger thing. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think there's something to that. But um, I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting to hear the perspective you come from, Dale, and and why you see it the way you do. That's what I find super interesting. And I think hopefully for people listening, I think it's about understanding at the end of the day, understanding Mm -hmm. different perspectives, not all having the same views, but better understanding where the views come from so we can figure out how to work with them. So right. hopefully this is a step in that direction.
1: I hope so. That's what I'm attempting to do. Yeah. I've got one coming up on my show next month, and again, it's the it barely meets my criteria to be related to history. Yeah. However, it's important that this lady gets her message out. Yeah. So I'm going to put her on my show. Yeah.
0: Let me ask that last question, literal last question, Dale. Back to that humility point, and I asked this genuinely, not suggesting any, where do you think you land on that? And, and, when, and in the spirit of what, which we spoke about it too, it's not necessarily that you have to just agree with everybody and be open to anything. To me, I think a humility more where you were before, where it's that willingness to question yourself and say, this thing that I'm so sure of, that this maybe is the problem or this is the answer. Maybe, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I don't see it. How well do you think you do on that? That range?
1: Well, uh, not very well, I believe. Hmm. Uh, I am humble for the most part. I However, for me to understand what it's like to be a black man in Mississippi in 1930, I couldn't tell you. Huh? I couldn't tell you in 2023 what it's like to be a black man in Mississippi. But he doesn't know what it's like to be a white man living in Creed, Colorado, which is a real tiny, small town, 300 people in it. You know since I'm immemorial. it's been there well, not quite, but ever since I was a child growing up, there's been three three hundred and fifty people in the whole county, and they don't know what it's like for me type of, what I went through. I don't know what they I empathize with them. I attempt to understand them. It's difficult
0: yeah.
1: because a lot of times they're afraid to talk,
0: yeah. It's difficult is definitely, I think, the right phrase. And I, I appreciate your honesty of it, because I think that's what we need to try and figure it out. Oh. I don't think any of us are perfect. I think there's been a lot of ugliness and hate in this world for a long, long time, yes. well before any of us and, and our ancestors and all okay. of that. So that that all comes into play. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what the ultimate solution is, but I think people like you and I having conversations, trying to learn, trying to better understand each other is a step in the right direction. So I thank you, Dale.
1: Yeah, that's, by the way, the reason I decided to be a part of your show.
0: I appreciate that. Get
1: the message out. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Well, I hope you have an awesome rest of your day. I'll put links into some of your work if people are more interested to it. And, yeah, uh, yeah I hope you Thank have you. an awesome rest of your day.
1: You bet. You too. And you have All a right. magnificent I appreciate You have it. a magnificent day.
0: Hey, thanks a ton for listening to the episode. Um, I really do appreciate everybody that listens. And I think it's super cool that people want to hear conversations like this. They want to hear us talk about values and different perspectives and really just philosophical thinking. Um, I'm kind of on this mission or journey to bring philosophy back to the forefront. Maybe even make philosophy cool again. Because I just think there's so much value in thinking about our thinking, questioning and challenging ourselves more, pondering these big picture questions about life. Um, so in that spirit, I'm trying to expand that mission a little bit. And I created a Patreon account. Um, that would be awesome if you check out. I'll put the link in the show notes. Uh, it's pretty simple, though. It's patreon.com what's the value. And the idea is for people that maybe want to learn more about philosophy, dip their toe in it a little bit, or maybe you already love it and just want to get more of it, um, check it out because there's kind of a tier for everybody, whether you just want to get like a quick philosophical video or a thought of the day, uh, maybe you want to email or text me some questions and get some thoughtful philosophical responses. Or if you want to have a live one-on-one chat over Zoom. Um, we're even doing group discussions where we kind of do group philosophical debates and discussions and ponder some of those big questions. So check it out see if it's something you might be interested in. Uh, as I said, I just love to bring more philosophy into our lives and I thought this might be a cool way to do it. Um, whether that's your thing or not, and you're into Patreon or not, I really do appreciate a ton that you listen and check out these episodes. So I appreciate it greatly and I hope you have an awesome day.